Vic asks, is it still a good idea to buy, and still in brackets, by the way, a good idea to buy land and do a build for your PPOR, principal place of residence? What are the pros, if any, and cons in addition to the recently hot-off-the-press builders collapses? So, Vic, let's reference previous episodes here. Did an interview with James Hanley from Cavalier Homes, so go back and listen to that if you haven't already. That might provide a bit more of an insight into the whole builder collapse thing. It's not the whole industry. It is just certain builders or building companies that that have gone into liquidation, unfortunately. My take on this before I throw it to you, Emily, is that does this work for your strategy? Now, your principal place of residence is invariably something that you're going to live in for five to 10 years minimum, you like to think. So, it needs to tick a lot of boxes for you. It needs to tick the price box. It needs to tick the location box and it needs to tick the cash flow box. Can I afford the mortgage and is it is it working for me in my life at the time? Do I want to live in my own home? So if it ticks all of that, there's no reason why you wouldn't, but I want you to weigh it up against what would an existing house cost in that particular area, if there is any, because some of these are brand new suburbs literally, aren't they, going up. So if we can do that, I do that exercise. I don't necessarily have a a problem with building a home in these conditions, but the holding costs are now a lot greater than they were through the time of the build. You will save on stamp because you're just buying the land first. But choose wisely when you're choosing a building company. And and again, in that episode, we talk about how to choose wisely and the questions we're asking. And and ideally, we're finding a, a local company people that you can that have been living in that area for 10, 15, 20, 30 years that know the ins and outs of, of that local area. For me, the biggest thing when people are considering house and land packages is you have to be comfortable with knowing that deadlines change. I think when people go into these contracts and, you know, predicted land titling and then predicted slab and frame stage and all these different stages of the build, like general rule of thumb, it ain't going to happen when they say it's going to happen. <laughs> it just doesn't, even when they overestimate. So I think if you are someone who's going down the house and land package, you need to be okay with the fact that deadlines can change and not be banking on, you know, your long-term outcome being definitive and sort of, you know, basing on this short-term information that you have. So stick the course. I know it can be frustrating. Um, so would you go in with some worst-case scenarios? Like if they're yeah. saying 12 months, then say 18 months. Yeah. Can you afford to rent for that time? What does it look like? And then the other thing is, as you touched on rightly so, some of these suburbs are brand new suburbs. So you really need to be okay with like there's, you know, Thornhill Park for Victoria, an example, is an area that was promised all these things that haven't happened, like a community village and shops and all this stuff and it hasn't happened. I would be selective at a macro and micro level, macro level being maybe something that is a newer area but already has some things going for it, i.e. a shopping centre, a train station, a bus stop, that sort of stuff. Not going completely blind, being sold the dream and then not delivered. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cosy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, and, and the owner-oc versus investor ratio, very hard when it's a brand new suburb or brand new larger estate. So, But you can get a feel for, for what that might look like as to how easy it is to go and buy land in that area, right? So you can ring up as a a person off the street that says, look, I'm interested in buying some land here, they should be asking you, are you going to live in the home or is it for an investment, right? Because a lot of developers will actually cap their investor allocation in that land estate, which is awesome. We ideally want like an 80-20, worst case 70-30 in favour of the owner rock, which means that the lawns look great, the people look after homes, they usually build bigger and better homes because it's their own rock. So it's a generally got a better feel about it. So you don't want to be in, a, in an estate that's got the other way around, 70% investor and 30% owner rock because it's got disaster written all over it. If you're not too hung up about the ins and outs of picking, you know, the floor plan and where the PowerPoints go and all that sort of stuff, a suggestion I do have and I do somewhat speak from personal experience here is understanding there's always going to be a portion of sales that cannot be completed. The buyer has a change of circumstance, cannot meet finance, or maybe they've moved states and need to on-sell a contract under a nomination clause or something like that. If I were going to a house and land display village or to a sales office, the first thing I would be asking, are there any nomination clauses or any nomination sales that are available at the moment? So what that means is someone has signed a contract at a said price, they can no longer fulfill that contract and your name basically gets substituted into that contract for that property. Now, there's every chance that it could be at slab and frame stage, the floor plan's already mapped out and things are done, but you could save yourself a bit of time, number one, because it's already you know up and running. And number two, you could potentially save yourself some money because if that contract was signed 12 months ago at a year ago's prices, I believe legally you cannot make money off a nomination sale. It has to be at the same contract price, price. yes. So, yeah, just for those who want to think about another avenue and aren't wedded to their own design and picking their own builder, maybe look at some of those ones. It's about, I think someone told me it was about 10% of all estates have sales that fall over. Yeah, so. yeah. and it is common because people's situation changes. But, mm. but Vic, maybe think about in closing how long we intend to live here. Is, is it going to be a home that's, that's your forever home or is it just a, a temporary to as a stepping stone to that next house or, or region that you're wanting to get into? But uh, yeah, good luck with that. Good question. <laughs> 